Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It is uh, 24 minutes after 3 o'clock. We're in conversation next with Dr. John Strimlau, Honorary Professor of International Relations at uh, Wits University. On World News Today, we ask, what is North Korea up to? We ask this question as the country launched two more ballistic missiles um, this morning, one which landed in the Sea of Japan. The successive launch of ballistic missiles has been described by Japan authorities as a serious provocation that harms the peace and stability of not only the Korean uh, peninsula, but also international community. Also, major concern is that North Korea has carried out an unprecedented number of missile tests this year. Dr. John Streamlau now joining us on the line. Dr. Streamlau, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. So what exactly is North Korea up to here? <laughs> well, this could be a short conversation because who knows? Uh, and, and I've been reading the commentary by people who follow Korean affairs much closer than I do, and no one seems to have any idea. It could be just technical upgrades before the seasons change because uh, the, uh, the North Koreans really have been in a desperate shape for since 1953, for heaven's sakes. Same family has run a very closed shop. They have no free press like we have down here in South Africa, so that consequently there's no public debate whatsoever. Mm. And uh, Kim Jong-il, who uh, r- runs uh, North Korea with an iron hand, um, is, is, is very elusive. And, and, and so we see these missiles go. Uh, there have been five in the last few days, 23 this year, as you point out. So it's it's a proliferation, but they're they're you know a, a, a commentator in in uh, Congress in the U.S. Congress uh, described once uh, uh, North Korea as Burkina Faso with missiles, which I thought at the time was an insult to Burkina Faso. But now with all the coups, there has been real stability in in North Korea. But the problem is it's it's a very 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 poor country. So. Well, there is that absence, and we know what happens when there is a vacuum and there is no information. That vacuum normally gets filled, but it is also then opened up to speculation and sometimes even misinterpretation. Uh, And that would lead the likes of Japan, for instance, and even South Korea seeing this as provocation. What does this then mean in the bigger scheme of things? Well, you, you, again, you don't know, but the, um, the, the, the South Koreans and the Japanese have been doing military exercises recently together to strengthen their security cooperation. And this could be a signal from the North that they're not happy with that. There's a larger point here that I, I want to remind uh, listeners of, which is that um, in 1953, South Korea and North Korea were both very poor countries. Um, well, they were in the same cultural, yep. same language, same people. And yet now today, uh, the South Korean economy is 50 times larger, even though the population is somewhat larger than North Korea, but 50 times is the size. And they have a huge export market, as we know from the cars we drive down here. And they have really a success story as a democracy and the authoritarianism in North Korea is, is really, really, really tight. And they have no real friends. They, uh, they, 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 the North Koreans are a donor nation uh, and a member of the G20, as you know. But the, but the North Koreans are heavily dependent on the Chinese for assistance. And, uh, you know, China, Russia, North Korea uh, are, are, are in harmony with each other but not with the rest of the world. China is a much more interesting country, of course, and a much larger country. 
Are there any concerns that there could also be a nuclear strike? Well, that's that's his ace in the hole, as you know. But who is against? Who is he going to attack? And with what consequences? Um, he's not suicidal, it appears. He did catch uh, with his his uh, missile uh, launch back in seventeen, two thousand seventeen, the attention of Donald Trump, yeah. who gave him a summit meeting, which was which was much heralded around the world. It produced nothing other than it gave enhanced the stature of. Kim Jong-il, and we hear about the exchange of correspondence because that was among the papers that Donald Trump took to Mar-a-Lago, which is now a subject of uh, inquiry by the Federal Bureau of Investigation in the United States. So, so you know, the, 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 these, these situations are so dependent on leaders, and uh, Joe Biden is being very disciplined in not overreacting, but Donald Trump sort of reached out and sort of embraced uh, Kim Jong Un, and thinking that he could he could pull off a miracle of uh, of a compromise on the peninsula, and it led to nothing. <laughs> I wonder if um, if Donald Trump was still president, if he would have picked up the phone and like, hey Kim, what's happening? Well, of course, uh, you know the Rocket Man, as you call him. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and you, you can you can only imagine. But on a serious note, the the, the U.S. is badly divided, and mm. uh, and 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 Trump and and his supporters. Uh, racist nationalists that they are could come back into power. It, it, it's, a, it's a critical moment right now in, in U.S.-South African relations. And I thought Cyril Ramaphosa's visit to Washington recently was a good sign of cooperation. But, um, you know, both countries, uh, ours uh, here and, and the American affair, are, are, are badly divided democracies, but they are transparent. They are open. And... Uh, and, and fortunately, we have a robust debate here, which may be our salvation. Thank you so much you for your time. North Korea. Yeah, <laughs> thank you so much for your time. Dr. John Strimlau, the Honorary Professor of International Relations at Wits University. It's half past three. Time for the news headlines.